I, I really like Psalm 107. I love the Psalms. So uh, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And he kind of got disturbed when um, people were not praying in his house, but rather exchanging and selling merchandise. You know, you, you made it a den of thieves. And he was so disturbed that he kind of turned the tables over. Uh, and so uh, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And uh, I, I love the Psalms. Many of them are prayers. Many of them are just uh, uh, inspired utterance to the Lord. And uh, boy, you can get blessed in the Psalms. So let's look at verse 35. He says, he turns, he speaking of God, turns the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. He turns the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs or into springs of water. So if you're experiencing some dry ground in your life, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, boy, uh, it's time just to turn your face to the Lord and look to the Lord because he can take any wilderness, any dry ground and actually cause a spring of water to show up uh, where there was no water. You know, uh, Matthew chapter 6, many people know that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you, Jesus said. Well, why was he saying? Well, because they were worried about what am I going to eat, what am I going to wear, what am I going to put on, where am I going to live? And he said, you know, if the lilies of the field, if the Lord clothes them, how much more will he take care of you? Uh, so some people, maybe it's easy to comprehend, well, the Lord wants to meet my needs. But you know the Lord actually also wants to meet your wants? To meet your wants? Somebody said, that's not true. How's that true? Well, let's go, let, let, let's, let's just quote another psalm, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My favorite translation translates that. The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. And if you look actually in the original Hebrew, it really says Jehovah is my shepherd, I have everything I need. Uh, so if the Lord is your shepherd, well, then you just ask the shepherd, say, Lord, I, I want this. Or, Lord, I need this. And uh, he is pleased to give it to you. Third John 2, I desire that you prosper and be in health. Prosper, financial prosperity, be in health, physical prosperity, even as your soul prospers, spiritual prosperity. So in other words, your spiritual health is connected to your physical and your financial health. So even as your soul prospers. Psalm 23, the Lord restores my soul. Surely goodness follows me, mercy follows me some of the days of my life. All the days of my life. Are you alive? Amen. Well, you may not recognize it, but mercy and goodness are following you today. And they will follow you tomorrow, and they will follow you on Tuesday, and they will follow you on Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and it will start all over again next Sunday. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever something about dwelling in the house of the Lord 
Well, when we come together, sometimes we call it the house of God, but really that's, that's an assembly. It's a meeting uh, that God has called the assembly of those that are seeking the Lord. And so the Lord meets with us. If, you know, two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, I am right there in the midst. So you may look and see friends, new friends, old friends, family, but you know what? You know who you don't see? But who is here? Christ himself. Praise the Lord. He turns the wilderness into a standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he makes the hungry to dwell. Where does he make the hungry dwell? In wilderness and dry places that he has actually turned into places of refreshing and springs of water. So it doesn't really matter when you go with God where you find yourself at today because with God, all things are possible to him that believes. I, I like Mother Teresa. You know, she said that when she started out in Calcutta, and I, I went to Calcutta. I don't remember what year it was, but a few years ago. And um, I saw where she had ministered. And, you know, people just made fun of her because they were only looking with the natural eye and speaking out of the uh, source of reason, and they said, you have no money. In other words, you're poor yourself. How are you going to help poor people? Well, she had just one penny. And she said, with God in this penny, anything is possible. Well, I like that. That's a woman of faith. Wow. With God in this penny, anything's possible. What did Jesus say? Feeding of the 5,000, you know, he said to his helpers, he said, uh, feed them. And they're like, there is no food. Do you see how many people are here? There is no food. They said, we'll see what we have. So this little boy came up. Maybe all the adults that had brought snacks, like my wife, her sister, Her sister, she always have a snack. And so she told, Melody always told me about her sister when she was um, growing up. They were somewhere, where were they? You know, the chicken one. They were somewhere and they're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. And she just pulls out like a, a, a chicken wing or a, something, a chicken out of her pocket and starts, starts eating it, you know. Not my wife, that's her sister. But I wouldn't put it past Melody either, but. So this little boy, they're like, well, we have, this little boy has five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus is like, that's perfect. Because whatever little that you have, even if it is a dry and cracky land, when you come to the Lord about it, his blessing will come upon that little and cause increase and cause multiplication. So this dry land all of a sudden, springs of water showed up in this dry land, and there he made the hungry to dwell. In other words, we can live in this land. Why? Because even though everybody else looked at this and said, this is cracky, this is dry, this is hard ground, well, they're looking at it apart from God. But the eye of faith looks and sees the blessing of Lord on that land. 
on that place, on your life, on your situation, instead of getting so overwhelmed at what the devil's done and then speaking what the devil's doing or what uh, the government has done and what, you know, bad decisions the government has made, don't let me hit too close to home, and then speaking all of that, yeah, but God, but God. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to go down that route too far. Okay. There he makes the hungry to dwell that they may prepare, prepare a city for habitation and sow fields and plant vineyards which may yield fruits of increase. He blesses them also so that they are multiplied just a little. No, greatly multiplied. When God blesses you, he blesses you so that you are greatly multiplied. In other words, you know it. it, it you don't have to like... I, I appreciate people wanting to give the Lord credit, but I get a little bit disturbed sometimes when people try to give the Lord credit for stuff maybe he didn't really do. It just happened. When the Lord gets involved in your situation, you know it. You talk about the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich without sorrow added to it. Praise the Lord. I'm holding myself back. Praise the Lord. As long as I'm not holding the spirit back, we're good. But I'll hold myself back. All right. He blesses them also so that they are multiplied greatly and suffers not their cattle to decrease. In other words, he's not going to let... A cattle in that day was like your assets, your wealth. Well, he's not going to let the cattle decrease. Uh, he's going to cause the cattle to increase. He's going to take the land that was barren and nothing, uh, springs of water in that land, so that you can plant and sow and yield fruits of increase. God is a God of increase. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 9. He that sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He that sows generously or bountifully will reap also generously or bountifully. Each one give as you purpose in your heart. So nobody get nervous? Just as you purpose in your heart. But God's, God wants you to be a cheerful giver because he loves a cheerful giver. Right? Not grudgingly or of necessity. So you don't have to give. You get to give. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to sow into the work of God. It's an opportunity to honor God with some of what he has blessed you with. It's an opportunity to show thanksgiving to God because he is your provider. It's an opportunity to act out of your love for God and your faith in God. It's an opportunity to get involved and have a part in the work of the Lord in the land of the living. Well, Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have set before us. Thank you, Father, for even just the little glimpses that you have shown us of the laws of giving and receiving. Father, we thank you for the grace of giving and the grace of receiving. Father, we see to it that we enter into this grace also. I thank you, Father, 
that you have given us a way to overcome desert places, that your blessing upon our seed, upon us as sowers, far exceeds and swallows up any curse that any we would try to bring. We thank you for freedom spiritually from the power of the devil, freedom physically from the power of the devil, and freedom financially from the power of the devil, the enemy. Father, we thank you for increase upon every sower in the name of Jesus. We love you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen.